0: I said the non football crowd showing up, so there was like over 50% saying nay on football. So, uh, anyway, Um, do you guys, uh, how how many of you guys uh, stayed up, rang the new year in last night? Raise your hands. Yeah, where'd it go? Cool. Um, I think I was up at midnight. Um, I just I went to bed knowing that. I have two babies under the age of two that wake up a lot. And chances would be that I would be awake during uh, that time and stuff. So, on Netflix, I don't know if you've seen this. Like, so, they have, like, on their little kids tab, they have, like, a New Year's Eve program. Which I thought was, like, so genius. Because you can just hit play, like, whenever you want. And it'll count down to midnight, Whenever you want, as a parent, and I saw this like a year ago, and I was like, "That'll be so awesome! Like, I'm gonna hit that baby at like 8 p.m., you know, 8:30, three, two, one, Happy New Year!" And then be like, "All right, good night, time to go to bed." Um, and thinking to myself, like, "Yeah," and then like, I can, you know, like stay up, you know, and and with like without the kids. But this year, I was like, I'm just hitting play on that for myself, and and I'm just ringing in the New Year with West Coast people or whoever, I don't know. Um, So anyway, so it's New Year's, obviously. Okay, so we got this graphic, New Year's, and it's supposed to say revolution, believe it or not. I make lots of typos, but... um, that wasn't one. It's supposed to actually say that. This is a time of year generally that um, we all make New Year's resolutions. Um, it It's a popular thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Like You make goals. You lo- look back at um, the previous year and you look forward to 2017 and you set goals for yourself and plans and, and resolutions. Um, I'm sure we've all done this. You want to lose some weight. Um, you want to read a book a month this year, or maybe you're like, maybe just one book this year. Um, that That's a good goal for some of you. Um, maybe, uh, you know, go for walks in the morning. I've done that one before. Um, you know, maybe be on Facebook less, or maybe you know someone who should be on Facebook less, and you can just pitch that their way. Like, that's a, hey, I got a good resolution for you. Um, and these are all good things. I mean, you don't, really, you don't really hear of bad New Year's resolutions. You don't hear of people being like, uh, I think I'm going to smoke more this year or, um, or get, put on a couple pounds. Actually, okay, so a close friend of mine, he is, he's a skinny guy, and apparently he has to pay more for health insurance because he's underweight, I know, right? And I'm like, eat some ice cream, dude. Like, you'd literally be saving yourself money by eating some ice cream. So he could have that like gain weight New Year's resolution, and that'd probably be a good thing. So we have these resolutions, right? And they're and they're good things, right? But um, sometimes I get worried about you know the the goals I set for myself. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise more. I'm gonna read more. Um, a lot of times I'm like adding things on, on onto the pile and, and, and they can be good things. But um, my concern is that we can we can spend time and energy doing good things and climbing up this mountain of goals we have, only to find at the top like we've climbed the wrong mountain. And God is over here wanting us to climb this mountain and and, and go after these certain goals that He has for us. And and, and while we're doing good things but it may not be exactly in the plan that God has for us. So what we're going to be talking about in the, in the next couple of weeks is this the idea of New Year's revolution. That, that there are certain principles that we can apply to our life that won't just affect one little aspect of our lives, but, but learning things that can transform the way we do everything. Not just doing more of one thing, but changing the way we do everything um and our our key verse for this is going to come from 2 corinthians uh, five seventeen therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. okay, this just sounds like a new year 's day verse um but but what we 're getting at is is this idea this and, and and I want this to revolutionize your thinking a little bit that anyone who is in christ if you have turned your focus towards God, if you have committed yourself towards him, if you've given your life to him, you are in Christ. And anyone who has done that is a new creation. And the new has come and the old has gone. And so often, you know, we say this, but um, it, 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 doesn't always, it doesn't always feel like that. Right? I say you've committed your life to Christ and you're a new creation, you're a new person. But in my life, in my experience, um, I, do, I still do a lot of the old stuff that I, that I used to do. You know, it, it, When we become a Christian, uh, Jesus empowers us to, to be more loving, to be more forgiving to people, to, to care for others, to, to be more generous, to, to love him more and yet i've 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 given my 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 life to christ i i am in christ but sometimes i find myself being like the same old trent right same old procrastinate sometimes sometimes i'm not like the the husband that i should be or the father that i should be sometimes as an employee i feel like inadequate or or just even to like I have friends, I have these friendships, and sometimes I can be mean hearted towards my own like friends, like what is that about right and so how does how does this happen that we are new creations but but we're still struggling with the same old stuff, and so that 's why I want to dig deep into today. How how can these two things exist? Now we're going to turn to Hebrews four twelve, and I'm going to warn you. Um, this is a uh, this is this next like ten minutes is probably going to be kind of like heavy theological. Okay, so um, you know did did everyone get some coffee before we came? You didn't stay up too late. Um, like if you if you had coffee earlier, just like. Try and refresh, you know, pull the caffeine back into your brain a little bit. And just hang with me for a little bit, okay? Does that sound okay? I know it was New Year's Eve last night. Maybe not the greatest morning ever to uh, go after something like this. But uh, hang hang in there with me. Okay, so I'm going to read. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and penetrating to the division of the soul and spirit both of joints and morrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Would you bow your head with me as I pray? Heavenly Father, we just ask that you would be in this place, that your word would speak to us, that we would be able to be able to listen and comprehend what you have for us today. God, I pray that you would just give me your words to speak. That you would just move me aside as you speak to your people, God, and I just pray that we would become a people who are able to live out of your center, God, in your name, I pray, amen, okay, so I'm going to read this again and, and and break it down a little bit, for the Word of God is a living is living and active that means. The, the The word of God is 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 at work still. It is not you know this this is not just just like a sterile book, but but there's something within it that's like going on, that that different people can read the same verse and it speaks different things to to them. Like it, it is a living thing and active, and sharper than any two edged sword, and penetrating to the division of soul. In spirit, okay. Here's where I want to pause for a second. This idea um, that the word of God can can divide soul and spirit. What does that mean, right? Because normally, um, like, what's your soul and what's your spirit, and how do you divide those? Normally, we think of like um, a spiritual aspect and a physical aspect to ourselves, right? There's like my body, and then there's like my spirit, and and, and in, even in the Bible, it talks in those terms. Often of there being a bodily uh, part of you and a spiritual body part of you, uh, but in this in this verse, it's it's taking it a step deeper, and, and, it, and the the author is wanting to define and talk about how how the Bible separates soul from spirit. So, what does that mean? What are they talking about, uh, soul and spirit? Well, we get a clue here in in, in the author. Um, see, the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Uh, thoughts and intents of the heart, these these are all parallelisms. Like they're drawing, the author is drawing connections between, like the soul is to the spirit as the joint is tomorrow, right? So we know what joints are, right? Like joints um, are the things that connect all our bones together. There's kind of this holistic sense when it's talking about Joints and talking about skeletal frame, right? We're made up of like the skeleton and all these joints, and um, but but there's like there's there's a thing beyond the joints, The, the the essence, the core, the center of the bones is 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 this thing called marrow, right? It's it's the thing inside our bones. It's what uh, is alive within the bones it, it regenerates it 's the core it 's it's, it's the center and the essence of of the bones and, and and what the author is trying to say here is that we have souls right um, the, the, the idea what it 's talking about as far as souls here, it uses this word called uh, called suke which which is just talking about like the psychology right so our ability to think right like when i think about thinking or i think about a memory in the past or i think about something that's going on in the future this is all the soul at work right at least in in the in the jewish uh, frame set that's that's the word they use we usually use mind more when we're talking about thinking but but they would use this word soul right so our ability to think the brain's ability to think is the soul but there's something but but that's just like the joints that's just like the functioning part but there's something even more deep than than our minds than than our ability to think and and that what the author is calling is is the spirit see we have this this thing that when we have the spirit inside us. And, and later it, it says there's thoughts and intents of the heart, which is basically like disposition, right? So you can have thoughts that you think, but, but beyond the thoughts that you have, there, there is an orientation of your heart that, that you, you desire to do good, right? And, and, and when we become a new creation in Christ, when we turn and submit ourselves to God as our Lord, he, takes, he gives us a new spirit. We are a new creation, and He gives us a new spirit that, that is turned towards Him. And this is this is the division we're talking about: our, our our thoughts and our mind versus versus the spirit. You guys following? I know it's a lot for uh, New Year's Day. All right, so think about this. Um, just just to kind of play this out a little bit, um, God's 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 purpose. What he desires to do is to be Lord over heaven and earth he He intends to to someday fully rule everything in the world and, and be over that and and fix everything. But how God chooses to do this is through mediators through through you and me. He uses me and everyone else in this room to accomplish that goal right and so God placed within us a spirit that that was was oriented towards that now God also gives us free will right we have the ability to to choose to do what what He wants us to do or, or, or to choose against that and that 's this idea of the soul we, we, we have this ability to think for ourselves we have free will, and so we can we can choose to to follow god 's will we, we can we can have this orientation of the spirit to follow God, and we can use our thoughts. To, to tell our bodies, right, to do that. You can tell our bodies to, to do good, wholesome things. And our bodies, in turn, uh, are able to affect the world, right? That, that is God's plan for, for how he's going to, to uh, like, change the world, right? Through us. God changes our spirit. Our spirit changes our mind. Our mind changes our, what our body does. And our body affects the world, right? Right? Um, and 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 that's that's how he intends for it to happen now if um you might have noticed the world isn't perfect right that the God hasn't fully uh done this yet and and part of that is because there's there's an enemy right the satan is 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 working against this flow and 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 how satan works is is he is the the Bible calls him the, the prince of this world. Like Satan has power over this world. So he uses his influence to to affect things in the world, which then in turn affect our bodies and sometimes affect our minds, what we think. You know, the things that happen to us affect how we think. And, and sometimes it can even um, affect our spirit at the very core. So you see that God is working from one end, from inside out to change the world. And, and Satan is trying to oppose that from... The outside in, um, you've probably like experienced this in some sense. I've I've had a pretty good life, like not a lot of complaints um, in my like upbringing and my current life. Um, but we've all had this this happen to where someone like speaks negative into our life, right? Like speaks that we're we're unworthy. Uh, for some reason, and it's and, and silly, like, I'm like, I know I should be over this, but it just, sometimes these things happen, they just stick with you for some reason. So I had, like, this middle school principal um, that just kind of, like, had it out for me. I went to, like, a little uh, Christian private school, so there's, like, 50 people in my class, so 50 kids, that means probably, like, three bad kids, right? And so I was one of those bad kids. You just have to have, like, a certain ratio of bad kids. And I was, like, a skateboarder. Like I said, not like a jock. Didn't do uh, football or, or baseball. But I was like, I like skateboarding. And the principal didn't really appreci- have, he didn't share that same love for skateboarding that I did, I guess. And And really, I just, like, I got in trouble for, like, silly things all the time like i, I got like a couple of like in school suspensions um, while i was there and for for really no big deals at all and there's like this part of me that like was still today is like okay you told me i was like a bad kid right you, you told me that i was bad and there's a part of me that still like wants to like drive up to minnesota knock on his door and be like i'm a pastor now so in your face Right? Do, do you guys have anyone like you've had that experience in your life? Someone said something about you, and you're like, it just like rubbed you the wrong way. They 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 said something of you that that wasn't wasn't true. Um. And and this is this is how, but that that's how Satan works in this world. I'm not saying that my principal was Satan, but. Satan uses stuff like that to 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 speak at people things that aren't true about them, right? Um, so we we've we've all had this happen. We we inherit this identity that, that that isn't from God. It's from it's from the outside, and 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 it wasn't supposed to be this way, right? The in, in God's in God's hierarchy. He changes us from the inside out. He gives us an identity in our spirit and says, this is who you are. You are my beloved child. And and so there's this battle that goes goes on. We're, we're, we're in this war zone. That's why you, when, when you surrender to God, God, God changes your, your spirit. That morrow, right? Like the inside of the bone, he, he reorientates you and, and makes you a new creation. But... He doesn't, like, heal your brain or your body and, and, and all the things that you still have, like, the baggage, right? Your dad told you you're stupid or whatever. Like, that sticks with you. And, 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 you, and, you, and you don't forget that. You, you hear what God has said about you. But, but God is telling you one thing, and, and, and there's these forces outside of you that are telling you a different thing. And so we have to do as Christians is, is remind ourselves of, of what God says. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive. Whatever, you, you, like I said, like, like God has placed that spirit in, in, inside us, but we have this soul, we have this mind that, that has a free will. And, and most people, a lot of people don't even realize that they have like control over their thoughts, right? They just think their thoughts are their, are their thoughts, but but the Bible tells us to take captive every thought and and judge it against against the word of God to say, is this true or is this not true? Um, this is let's let's go back to that verse in Hebrews. This is what it's talking about then. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and penetrating to the division of soul and spirit. You see. There are things that, that, that go on in our brain that, that are against the word of God, things we tell about ourselves. Um, your principal in middle school said you were a bad kid. But the Bible says I am holy and righteous. So which, which, which one of the two is it? Am I a bad person or is, it, or is it what the creator of the universe has said about me and has placed within me that I am holy and righteous. Uh, you, you may feel like you, you're a victim. People are always taking advantage of you, and, and they always have, and, and they just always will. And that's, you're just stuck there. That's And you have these thoughts going through your brain of you being a victim. But the Bible says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So which is it? It can't be both. And so we have to trust and, and know that that this is truth. The word of God is the truth. And so we have to understand that it's not that we are being changed, like we said at the top, but that we have been changed. It's not that the, the old is going away and the new is on its way. The new has come and the old has gone. But we just have to uncover it sometimes. Sometimes. We have to realize what God has already said about us. Um, we, we can be of the mindset of we have to acquire things and stuff and, and accomplish things to, to have worth. People won't respect me. People won't love me. People won't uh, think, think better of me unless I have these things. But what the Bible says is, is that your, your worth was settled on the cross. That you are worth dying for no matter what you do, that God would send his own son for you. You may, you may feel like you know, you've you been told by someone that you're ugly and you're a second-class citizen and, and and people treat you differently. But the Bible says that you are the radiant bride of Christ. And so we have to seek his word and, and, and come to this understanding and go after it. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind this is this is critical to 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 what we do we this, this is what I'm talking about. The, the, the patterns of this world are telling you one thing, that, that you have to do this, this, and this to be success, uh, successful or, or, or to be attractive, or you have to you know be, be married with kids, or you have to have two cars, or, or you have all these things bombarding you all the time. And, and if we're not careful, that is where we will find our worth. We'll, see, we'll say, oh, that's what I need to do. And even New Year's resolutions can can be of this nature, right? these goals that we can set for ourselves we have to be careful What 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 are the reasons we're setting these goals for ourselves? Is it so I can go forth and and and, and impress people more? You know pride can be like a powerful motivator right um like eh, three years four years ago, my wife and I did like this really intense um diet um called the eat to live diet um for 6 weeks and okay like you know like okay so there's vegetarian right you don't eat meat and then there's vegan which you don't eat like animal products like cheese or milk or eggs and then there's beyond that <laughs> it's called the whole foods diet not talking about the 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 store but talking about like you only eat things that basically come out of the ground like in that form, like so uh, like no like tofu patties or anything like that, like it basically carrots or whatever, so anyway uh, we we did this diet um for six weeks, and like I lost weight, and I bet I was like healthy and stuff um, the uh, this is This is how it started. This is day one of this diet, right? So I'm going, uh, you know, you're, like, pumped. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be strong. And uh, so I, like, pack my lunch for the day I go to work. And my lunch was literally just chopped up lettuce and a lemon to, like, squeeze on it for flavor. That was all I was going to eat that day. So that sounds terrible. Um, But when I got to work and it was, like, lunchtime, and I open it up, I grab the wrong bin, and all was all, all all that was in this Tupperware was just raw broccoli, which is way worse. Um, like I don't know how much broccoli you've ever eaten raw. It, there's like a certain amount of like saliva that's necessary to like swallow broccoli, and I think the average person only has like enough saliva reserves for like two or three pieces like right off the bat for you got to take a break. So that's why we steam broccoli so that it's like moisture and you, you can eat it and chew it. Like I was like, so I had like an hour lunch break, right? And, and normally in an hour lunch break you like eat for like 15, 20 minutes and then you're like hanging out, taking a break for like the rest of your break, right? No, I was like chewing, For an hour, like, the only thing I was doing, like, (sighs) squeeze a little bit of lemon on another broccoli. But I was like, I'm going to be starving. So, it was good. I started, like, from the rock bottom on that diet. It definitely only got better from there. And I lost a lot of weight and stuff. But I was telling Hannah, um, I don't know that I could do that again without... Like, I I was like, I think what was powering me through doing that for six weeks was, like, self-righteousness. Like, being able to be a snob and be like, oh, look, look at all those people at McDonald's. I go to McDonald's all the time. Don't look at my car. It's full of McDonald's bags. Um, <clears throat> you know, that I could be like, oh, look at me, how healthy I'm eating. Oh, look at this person eating yogurt. You think yogurt's healthy? Dried uh, kale. You know, like, that was just, you know, it was kind of like that. Honestly, I think that's how I was, like, doing it, right? That's that's how I could torture myself through doing that was just to feel better than, uh, like, I was better than other people. And that's not good, guys. (laughs) That might have been, like, good for, like, uh, my health maybe, but, like, um for my soul, or just like maybe my social life uh not good um people probably picked up on it, like oh, Trent's doing that diet um and so we can we can we can do that right we can we can have these goals these these good goals, but for for wrong motivations right we can we can we can be you know your goal can be to exercise for yourself or it can be you know to impress other people, right? That happens all the time. And it, it's not that exercising is bad, but we need to find our identity and our worth in Christ and what the Bible says about us, right? That is where we need to be seeking our worth and affirmation because everything else will fade. You'll find worth and affirmation in something for a little bit. Um, and then it'll go away. People won't be impressed by it anymore or and then you'll move on to the next thing, and the next thing. But it's the word of God that is able to to tell of you what is true. And so um we our new year's resolutions tend to have this this idea that from from outside we're trying to tweak little things. But what I want us to focus on in in a series we're going to talk about more is is a New Year's revolution. A a, a change in thought that that changes everything, right? If you understand who you are in Christ, that you are a new creation, that you are worthy and loved by him, that you have the ability to, to do anything through Christ who strengthens you, that is a pure and true motivation for, for living life. That is what you should follow. And you should do things because of that. As I was preparing for this, um, one thing that came to my mind is I used to like in middle school and, and in high school, some, um, me and my neighbors, we went on this like bike trip. We biked, um, like along this, it was like this really pretty trail that used to be a railroad and then they paved it so you'd go over these like cool bridges and stuff and through these parks. And and so we'd we'd bike for like three days and we'd like camp along the way. Um, And there's like this one town that was like along this path and the only thing in this town was, there was like a gas station that sold like ice cream and like bottled Coke, like glass bottle Coke. So we'd like get some of that. And then across the road, there was, like, a, a playground. Like, that was the only thing. There was a gas station and, like, a playground. And the playground, like, was, like, one of those old school playgrounds that has, like, the big teeter-totters. Like, you remember those? Like, it's, like, a 20-foot board. And you and your friend are, like, going on it. And when you're, like, on the upside, you're, like, eight, nine feet in the air. And then your friend's always, like, I'm going to get off. And he'll, like... <laughs> don't. Um, and so, like, I'm beginning to understand why those don't, you don't see those around anymore. Um, the kids got dropped nine feet down. Another uh, thing that they had at this um, playground was, was like, the merry-go-round. Like, you remember those big, giant, heavy, like, metal things that just rotated, right? And you don't see very many of those either. Um And, like, I was one of the younger people, like, on this bike trip or whatever. So we'd go over there, and and we'd play on that. And then uh, some of the older kids would, like, start spinning it. And there's, like, a certain point, right, when you're on that thing that you're, like, I can't get off now. Like, it's going, like, fast enough that you're, like, I'm going to fly 20 feet. Like, if I let go of this bar, it's just going to be 20 feet and, and a broken neck, right? So you're just like hanging on for your life, right? And as I was doing this, and, and it's starting to go so fast that you're like losing grip, right? And, but you're like, I can't get off. I'll die. So I remember like looking towards the middle, right? And, and in the middle of this merry-go-round, like it's going so fast, but the center is like hardly moving, Right? Like, in the center, if you get to the center, like, the whole thing is moving so fast, but you get in the center, and it's, like, spinning, like, that fast, right? And so I remember, like, crawling up, like, using the bars just, like, to get to that middle to, like, where it was, like, safer, right? Where things weren't so, so crazy. And I think understanding who we are in God is is a lot like that. If... If we'll recognize we, we have a core, right? We have the spirit that God has put in with, within us. And this this core being of us. Yes, we have yes, we're fallen human beings who make mistakes. We we sin. Our bodies do things that they shouldn't. We we say things that we shouldn't, we think things that we shouldn't. But Christ anyone who is in Christ is a new creation, right? And the core of our being is turned to God. We've submitted ourselves to God and he's made that new. And so if we can recognize that that at our core, at our center, God is there and he is speaking to us words of love. And not just, some of you guys need to get in your head that God isn't just like being nice to you all the time. He's not like, hey, you're good. You know, and then being like, I told this super bad guy. He's good. You know, no. When he says that about you, God doesn't lie. He's not like pitying you. He's looking to your truest being inside you and seeing that you are good. You are lovable and you are worth it. And you are capable of amazing things. And so we need to be a people who, who seek out his word. We allow that double-edged sword to cut spirit from soul like there are things within our spirit that are connected that they shouldn't be connected at all thoughts about ourselves that 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 just wear us down things some of us realize some of the thoughts we're having some of us don't even understand where it's coming from things, things grandma said about you or, or you know someone at school or a group of people that bullied you it sticks with you and some of us don't even realize that but we need to be a people who get to the center and allow the word of God to penetrate our hearts and, and, and speak to us and tell us who we truly are amen if you guys would like to stand with me, I close. Bow your heads, Heavenly Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are able to speak through us through your divinely inspired gift. And God, help us this year to be to be a people that. Don't just modify or tweak one thing in our life, but that we understand who we are at the core of our being. We understand who we truly are. We understand that you have changed us at our very core and that we are a new creation in you. Help us to recognize that, God. Help us to recognize just the lies that come from all around us, in our family, outside of our family, people at school, people at work people on the internet, the lies that commercials tell us, God. Help us to be a people who can, who can recognize where ideas are coming from and know and be able to distinguish truth from lies. I thank you for everyone in this room, God. I pray that you would just work within them that you would give them a desire like never before to seek out your word, to to be penetrated by your word, God, that we would plant that in our hearts and in our minds. In your name I pray, amen, amen. All right, um, before you guys go, we are going to go into a time.